Welcome to the Shale Solutions Podcast. Today I had a discussion with my friend Dr. Liz. She is a chiropractor out in Clive, Iowa. I really enjoyed this conversation. I do not know much myself about the chiropractic practice, so I enjoyed digging into that, how it can help people, as well as the business side of it. A lot of people do not realize in these medical-based practices, oftentimes dentists, doctors, PTs, chiropractors, they are you know, not only the service provider, but they also are a business owner, manager. So getting to dig into the more business side of operating your own practice, how you get into that, what to expect from that as well. Dr. Liz definitely has some great insight on these things. So if anybody's listening and thinking about getting into that sort of career path, I definitely hope you listen to the full episode. Lots of good information. Start the day with some technical difficulties. My typically very plug-and-play system kind of went on the haywire for a little bit, and then the problem occurred again a couple minutes into our conversation, so there might be an awkward transition in there, but then things smoothed out. Before we jump into the conversation, unfortunately, it appears the technical difficulties that we had at the beginning when recording have led to the first few minutes of our conversation not being recoverable. Uh, In the moments, I remember it appeared that the audio had saved, but now looking back when I go to edit this, the file no longer exists. So unfortunately, this conversation will start not quite at the beginning, but still plenty of good information. So it's unfortunate that finally something like this has happened, but I will be more wary in the future. So with that, uh, we will literally jump into the conversation. Because you're asked if I felt like a pro and mm-hmm. like I'm joking, I, I just felt a little more confident right after the, mm-hmm. after taking all three kids to the pumpkin patch. However, I will say with birth, like I, pregnancy and birth and all mm-hmm. that, I do not feel very confident. Oh, okay. Because it is so different. Like is it? I feel like pregnancy... And birth is one of the very few areas in life where experience doesn't really matter that much hmm. in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Like every pregnancy is so different. Every birth is so different. And that's what makes it so awesome and unique. But you just never know how it's going to go. And mm-hmm. you can plan and you can prepare and you can, you know, do all the thing, read all the books. You can take all the classes. You can have your doula, you can have your birth plan, you can do all these things, but sometimes it just doesn't go the way you want it to go. Um, So it's just, you just never know how that, you know, experience doesn't always Mm -hmm. matter, like for that part. So yeah, thank God for chiropractic, because I feel Mm -hmm. like chiropractic, like I don't know how people do pregnancy or birth without it. (laughs) 
you yeah, know. I was going to say I could use that in a segue into yeah, yeah, kind of some of the stuff uh-huh. you can do and what uh, some of your suggestions are yes. for someone going through a pregnancy. Yes, yeah. So definitely going through pregnancy, I would highly recommend um, a few different things. So definitely chiropractic. I don't know how women do it without without chiropractic. It is so important to make sure that everything is in good alignment, your pelvis is in good alignment, you're moving very well, because if you're not moving very well, especially in the pelvis, in the lower back, the sacrum, baby doesn't always have the best you know ability to move and grow like mm. the baby should. And that can absolutely affect not only the way mom feels, but then baby positioning and birth and labor. So very much so there's a lot of research on chiropractic and how, you know, getting regular chiropractic adjustments throughout your pregnancy can decrease labor time, can decrease labor pain. Um, So it can help a ton with all those things that women are fearful about sometimes. Mm -hmm. And not only that, how often do you hear people like hate pregnancy or like, oh, that wasn't for me. I didn't feel good. I had so much pain. I was so uncomfortable. And if you talk to the women in my practice or if you talk to me, like, I will never say that. I've had times where it hasn't been the most fun, Mm -hmm. but I've enjoyed every minute of every pregnancy, right? Like, Mm. I don't know. And maybe that's my, like, my outlook on it, too. Like, I think it's just such a gift and a blessing to to be able to, Mm -hmm. to create life and have a family. But, I mean, you can make it such a great experience and every time someone tells me they've had a bad experience whether that be with their pregnancy or with their birth it just wasn't how you know they thought it would be it was very Mm -hmm. traumatic I just want to cry because I just want every woman to have a lovely pregnancy and the birth of their dreams and it might not always happen but if you do the right things yeah and you take care of yourself and you get chiropractic care um, you work out, you know, you're, you care about what you're putting into your body because you are mm-hmm. building a human, not to mention the baby's really good at taking the things it needs from mom. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like crap, it's probably it's more because, or less a little parasite right, <laughs> for nine right, months, maybe. And then like, a monetary parasite after that. <laughs> exactly. For a long time. Um, but maybe it's because you're, you know, you're not taking in the right things, and you are, you are left to suffer. Mm-hmm. Mom is right, so, um, so that's a, it's a good thing and a bad thing, right? You want more than anything to have your baby be healthy and and grow and develop like it should. Yeah. But you want to feel good too in the process. The only way you can do that is if you're taking care of yourself, you're eating good things, you're getting plenty of water. And then not only that, you have to work on the mental aspect of it too, Mm -hmm. whether that be through meditation, through a birthing class of some kind, um, you know, getting a doula, having that support system, who's going to support you throughout the pregnancy, who's going to support you during labor and birth, who's going to support you after that. doesn't always have to be the Mm -hmm. same person for all of those phases, but So is that just like a specific, I don't know, what what would you call it, like... Almost like a pregnancy counselor it, or sort of yep, just a, support person, okay. if you will. Mm. And that it does not take the place of a birthing partner, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a significant other who's going to be there with you. A doula is there to absolutely support your birthing partner as well. Mm-hmm. Because I think sometimes I get that hesitation from even like, you know, birthing partners in the clinic. They're like, well, I'm there to support my significant other, you know? So mm-hmm. why do I need a doula? Uh, but 
my my husband found out very quickly how awesome a doula was during the first labor because yeah it was a little bit longer and it started in the middle of the night and he hadn't eaten since you know dinner the night before and you know so you know my doula's getting him food and getting you know oh, him okay, water yeah. and I, of course, didn't want anything, but, you know. If my mom's listening to this, all the stories she tells me, I think she's going to be wishing she had one. Yeah. She's always calling out my dad for, he he always watches the big golf tournaments. Apparently, both my sister and I were born, like, during one of the biggest tournaments of the year. Shoot. So she always calls him off for, yeah, I was in labor. You're just sitting over there watching the Ryder Cup or something. She could have benefited from it. Worried about, yeah, getting himself food. Right, right. Well, you know. Hey, we all we all struggle through that process, mm-hmm. but we all need support, right? So, and that includes even, you know, birthing partner and of course mom. Mm-hmm. And so just, you know, kind of realizing what kind of birth you want and what kind of support you may want or need is going to be so helpful throughout that pregnancy, the birth and then postpartum too because you know, everyone knows that there's sometimes, you know, struggles after the baby is born. Mm-hmm. And we want to try to mitigate that as much as possible. And that's going to um, really be decreased if that mom has support and has mm-hmm. sleep and has food. Um, so, yeah, the my mental and like body connection just goes so much deeper than most people realize. Yes. Which, and then the whole being kind of physically prepared thing is definitely. In all parts of life, sometimes I'm trying to promote on all my podcasts, and definitely it was like a big topic with uh, on the Mary Beth episode. Yes. So just like thinking ahead. So if you're having like a big one, thing she suggests, you know, is if you're having surgery, get some PT to make sure that's as, that spot's as strong as it can be. So mm-hmm. kind of same thing. If yes. you know, obviously, well, I hope you know you're gonna have, be having a kid, so doing the the proper things ahead of time and how that can. Definitely right. make make things a lot smoother. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> Especially just kind of the working out and kind of holistic approach. So that's want to dive in, I guess, more into like kind of the chiropractic side of things. Yes. So I've I've definitely studied physiology in a way and a lot just because I'm big into fitness, mm-hmm. but I can't say I know a whole lot about kind of the chiropractic world. And then how I definitely appreciate just listening to. People have come to your office and you speak that you definitely take a very holistic approach. You really try to consider everything. Um, so excited to yeah dig more into that. Yes. Um, so I guess what's your your kind of background? How did you get into this line of work? Did yes. you always kind of know you wanted to do something related to the body or? Yes, okay. that I did know. Um, I always wanted to go into the health field and forever wanted to be a nurse. So Mm -hmm. I went to CNA school, which is a certified nurse's assistant, Mm -hmm. when I was, I believe, 15 or 16 years old, something like that. So I started that process right away. Hmm. Yes. And started working at the local nursing home in my hometown. I'm from a very small Mm -hmm. town in, in Iowa and started working there. And I actually really liked it. A CNA does a lot of tough work. Mm-hmm. Moving the patients, dressing the patients, uh, some bathing them, you know, it's helping them go to the bathroom. It's sometimes not all the glorious mm-hmm. work, but you get to know the patients more than anyone else in that entire building. And so I loved that part because I've always had a heart to serve. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to do that, and I thought healthcare would be the best way to do that. So I did that forever, 
but had some negative experiences with some nurses that that worked there unfortunately mm-hmm. so that was one part of it and I won't go into detail because I know so many amazing nurses and I don't want to ever sound like you know yeah that's just such an intense field in its own oh, way yes. you're gonna get a mix of people yes and... I mean I have two sisters that are nurses um my mom is basically a nurse she's actually an advanced EMT but when I look at her I feel like she's a nurse and she should have probably been a nurse and, and you know at some mm-hmm. point in her life but that was one thing. And then the other thing was I was working here. I was 16 years old working on the weekends. I was working overnight shifts. I was working mm, holidays. Wow. I was, you know, yep. it was eye opening for me for a career from a career standpoint, knowing that I would love to have a family someday, have children um, and do all that. And I was like, man, I don't, this is, this mm-hmm. is tough. Although I love this job, um, I know, you usually, I know doctors tend to get wrapped in the really long shifts. Is that pretty similar for nurses too? Yep, they can. It depends on what they if they have a you know a clinic position, then it's going to be more daytime hours. Mm-hmm. But if they don't, it could be weekends and holidays or twelve hour shifts or you know things like that, overnights yeah. and things. So at that moment, I was like, I think I need to reconsider a different health field. Mm-hmm. My brother was going to chiropractic school at the time and he said, "Well, look into chiropractic. I love it." Like he was he was in school, he was just having a good time, like the whole model of it all he liked. And so I started looking into it and once I looked into it and made that decision, I never looked back. So mm-hmm. by the time I was a senior in high school, I knew I wanted to be a chiropractor and then oh, continued okay. on. Nice. From there. So I kind of made a, a a heavy switch from the allopathic world to more of the holistic, you know, drugless mm-hmm. Drugless work, if you will. Yeah. So then went to University of Iowa, uh, got my uh, graduate degree in uh, integrative physiology, which I okay. think is a glorified. That's what I was going to ask next. So there's chiropractic school, but is mm-hmm. there like kind of a prereq you got to go through first? Yes and no. Okay. So you can do your your pre. There's a minimum, you know, prereqs, if you will. You do not have to have a degree to go to chiropractic school. You okay. have to have all of those prereqs done, and then you can go. Okay. And then you can finish your undergraduate degree at chiropractic school and then go on to get your doctorate. But what I did instead, which <laughs> looking back, it's twofold. It was a it was a good idea that I stayed in, in undergrad because mm-hmm. I did end up meeting my husband two weeks before I graduated. I would have totally missed him had I like <laughs> had I graduated early. Wow. Um but the bad thing is you know, you, you have one more year of undergraduate debt in school, you know, Mm -hmm. I could have graduated earlier from chiropractic school and not been in as much debt and things. So I was having a lot of fun and I was young and (laughs) so I'll just stay here, finish my degree here. Then I went to chiropractic school, got another undergraduate degree and Mm. then got a doctorate. So it was kind of, I thought that was kind of cool too. If I stayed, I could get two, two degrees Mm. and then also get my doctorate. So that's what I ended up doing. Awesome. Yes. So is there a, like a particular thing you kind of specialized in or is it pretty, is there just kind of one, are there multiple paths you can go with that or? Sure. So chiropractic school, you basically graduate with the minimum, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like chiropractic schools, in my opinion, are there to get you to passports, right? Which is good. And they, they give you a degree. But if you want to specialize in anything, all of that is basically outside work. Okay. So when I did, so I'm certified in acupuncture as well. So I had 
to, so that was basically a weekend course once a month for Mm. eight months that I had to do outside of chiropractic school. To get my pediatric certification, I had to take, um, it was a weekend course for 14 months, I think, Mm. uh, once a month, and had to go outside of there and get that. So most most of the specializations and certifications and things like that will be done outside of school. Okay. You're just going to get your basics at chiropractic. Hmm. So. so acupuncture, I know, I really, I know nothing about that other than I know I hate needles. Oh, no. <laughs> but so what is like the, the kind of purpose or what is acupuncture supposed to do for you? So what I, I tell patients is I'm sure you've heard of or, are, you know, very familiar with like energy, your body's energy, what they call chi. Mm-hmm. You have energy that flows throughout your body in nine channels. And if there is any blockages of this energy throughout your body, that is what the Chinese believe creates dysfunction. Mm. So whether that be pain and you know muscle tightness and things like that, could also be infertility. It could be you know digestive issues. Any dysfunction that you can think of, they relate it back to the energy flowing throughout your body and blockages within that. And these blockages can occur from anything, mm-hmm. mental stress. I mean, probably what we talk about in chiropractic is the four T's. So your thoughts, what's your mental status, any traumas, which would be a physical physical trauma. And that could be as bad as a motor, motor vehicle accident mm-hmm. or as simple as sitting at your desk with really poor posture day in and day out. Um, and then toxins you know, what you're putting into your body and onto your body and then technology, you know, Mm. like how, what's your, what's your posture like when you're on your phone, when you're on your computer, um, EMFs, whatever it might be, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so same with, you know, blockage of energy within acupuncture can be any of those things. Mm. So what acupuncture will then do is place a needle within these channels of energy throughout your body, it is supposed to restore the energy flowing and basically reduce the dysfunction. Hmm. Interesting. Yes, yes. It's out there. However, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the oldest form of medicine and you know what I mean? I mean, there's Mm -hmm. just so much, I guess, behind it. And so many, it's helped so many people that how can you deny, you know? Mm -hmm what it does and and how it helps people. So I love it. I love having it as an adjunct to chiropractic. Uh, if I'm struggling getting somewhere with somebody, a lot of times I'll try that and it's like, hmm. oh, that's what we needed the whole time. It's like the ringer, I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes. like Is that, so is it about as simple as it looks in a sense where you just, tiny. just a little it's needles? The, it's as just... big as a piece of hair and it's just, oh, you okay. can Oh, okay, so hardly... they're very fine. Mm-hmm. Rarely that do you even sense. feel it go in. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm going to try it on you before you leave. <laughs> all right. All <laughs> you right. You heard it here. I'm, I'm accepting right here. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is, it is kind of funny. I think it's, I think it was when I was younger and then I don't know if it was something else just like, yeah, gave me a very irrational oh, fear no. of needles. It's not horrible, but like, I remember even one time the, the nurse, I was like, trying to just look away and the nurse is like do you need to lay down i'm like no i'm, I'm okay i'm okay or uh, i i smashed the tip of this finger in like a door like a heavy wood one right in the hinge and it like crushed my fingernail like mostly off and whatever and i was like i was totally fine 
I walked, it was, we were at Perkins for like my birthday and I just walk over to the table and I'm accidentally like just shaking blood on people. I'm like, ah, I hurt my finger. So we go to the ER and so I'm totally fine, totally fine. But then they say I need to get a shot in my hand. Apparently my mom said that's when I went like totally white, (laughs) which that one was warranted because numbing needles are like really thick. And then it had to go in between my two fingers and then into the side of my finger. So that one was warranted because that, that, that hurt. (laughs) That hurt a lot. I wonder why you have PTSD. But yeah. So then after that, the next time I got a shot was like, I don't know, like a couple years later for a little booster or something. It's just like some tiny needle in the arm. But yeah, mentally you're just like, that's the last experience you had. Right. So then, then it's okay. Now I'm a little better because I know, okay, relative to that one. These little needles are, are nothing, but... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't know what it, this... Uh, the whole... Mm. <laughs> Hopefully, you but won't yeah. pass out when we no, do No, no, I, sh- I should be. I should be fine. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see. So, okay, so school. So, you finish school, and then what's kind of the next step for this career path? Yeah. Generally speaking. Yes. Um. So, my hope is to have another associate doc in here, eventually. Mm-hmm. And with that in my mind, will will come a little more freedom as well. And I, I want more of a work-life balance. I want to be able to be there with, you know, for my kids when they, mm-hmm. you know, doing sporting events or whatever. They're pretty young now, but I'm just trying to foresee into the future. You know, my husband has a pretty, pretty hard job too, or pretty, um, you know, he's gone a lot. He travels and mm-hmm. he does things there. So, um, having somebody else in the office that could I could remain open for just as many hours or more mm-hmm. and still see just as many patients or more, but have just a little more time time at home too. For sure. So were yep. you an associate doctor? I was not. Or what, you just kind of... Yep. I just started my own. I did a preceptorship, which is different than an associate. Preceptor is just, you know, when you go to school, you have 10 trimesters uh, you're doing your 10th mm. trimester. If you get all your clinic hours done and you get all your adjustments done, you basically, if you're ready for graduation by the end of try nine, you're able to go preceptor at an office. Oh, okay. Yes. And you still have some classes you have to take, but you can take them online. So that's what I did. I preceptored after try nine. I moved to Des Moines, um, after being in St. Louis, moved to Des Moines, preceptored for a bit in another office. And then after that, I started my own clinic. Okay. So, um, so you can do it several different ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's no right or wrong way uh, to get your experience, but to do mm-hmm. a preceptorship and then to do an associateship and then to start your own or maybe just stay an associate. I mean, that's they're, they're all good mm-hmm. good pathways for a chiropractor. So Awesome. So uh, kind of digging into the business side of this. Yes. So you say you opened your own. So say somebody's, okay, the, they're considering being a chiropractor and they're trying to figure out, okay, what does that look like moving forward? So what is that, how, how does one open up their own practice sure. really on kind of that, that business side? What are the steps yes, to do that? I will do my best. I think I blacked <laughs> out this part of my life because it was so awful. I'm sure. um, no, okay. I say awful, but it was, it was good and bad, right? It was just a lot of work. It was very difficult mm-hmm. because getting a bank to, um, approve you and you come out of school I was a quarter Mm. of a million dollars in debt Mm -hmm. so to have a bank look at you and you to say yeah I'm in all this debt and I want to start my own business (laughs) and they're like no like that's not we're not giving you a loan for that so um thank god I had finally I think it was my fourth or fifth bank that I went to 
did end up taking a chance on me mm-hmm. and gave me a loan. And I had to sign away my husband's life, my parents' life, and <laughs> like everything I owned. But yeah. we did it. We got the loan and started it. And that's only part of the process, right? Mm-hmm. So when it comes to healthcare, of course, like you've got your business loan, you've got your business plan, you've got, you know, all of that. But then you have, do you want to take insurance? So if you do, you have to become credentialed. You have to sign okay. all these contracts with insurance companies. And, you know, you don't have to do that. But mm-hmm. I think it would be very difficult. I know people have done it. But it'd be very difficult, I think, especially in this area, to start a clinic from like with just cash only and not accept insurance. I th- mm-hmm. Some patients are just very adamant about using insurance. And yeah. especially... You know, when I started back in 2015, um, now I think people are a little more apt to maybe not use their insurance or have that high deductible plan and just pay out mm-hmm. of pocket for a while. Yeah, that's been something very interesting to learn about now that I was uh, working for companies that either you just covered my insurance more or less or then when I went out on my own, I had like a little bit of time where I could be under my parents and then yes. uh, now I have my own and then just learning in general kind of about that industry. Yeah, it's very interesting and the, the dynamic between the uh, healthcare providers and then those companies. Yes. And then, yeah, just how, how, how important it is. But then I was listening to a podcast about a guy who I think he was a medical service rep for a long time. So he know, really knows, you know, the ins and outs of why things are priced the way they are. And he's like, yeah, I was really good at it, made a ton of money, but then he kind of wanted to flip the script. And I think he started, he's trying to start clinics that are, don't, that don't run off of insurance, but then he knows that, okay, that, uh, that screw you use in that surgery, um, is the same screw they've been using for 30 years. And it really only costs probably a dollar to manufacture but they're charging you three hundred dollars for it so he's like okay let's start a clinic that if we can get if we can get the the supplies you know at the true price rather than the insurance price then people can just pay us in cash rather than with insurance but because there's that massive price difference so yeah it's it's just yeah interesting to see how yes all that plays out it's becoming a huge thing like I have a, my husband's aunt, I guess, um, she's a nurse practitioner and she just basically started Mm. a clinic with two other chiropractors for that very reason. So she can offer, and it's all cash, everything's out of pocket, but she can offer amazing prices, you know, for that reason. When you're not contracted with insurance companies, you have the ability to, to really offer, more of a reasonable cost, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah. So I'm interested looking forward into the world, see if that becomes yes. maybe more common. I but... feel like it will just insurance has been a little crazy mm-hmm. in the healthcare world. So I truly feel like it will, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. So I know. And then I, the guy was also talking about on the next 10 years is just going to be a really severe shortage of doctors as well, because it's just become so stressful trying to, be a doctor and run a business and like actually make money with all these yes. hoops they got to jump through. Yep. Um, Insurance makes it very difficult to, mm-hmm. you know, to collect the money. Um, 
you know, they, they have all these regulations and stipulations and everything else, and they don't want to pay you anything. Mm-hmm. But you have to do all these all this extra work to prove medical necessity or whatever, you mm-hmm. know. It is very stressful. And that's one thing they don't talk to you about much, at least when I was in school, just how heavy that part of owning a business would be or running yeah. a clinic. I think just in education in general these days, they just leave out in every walk of life those really kind of important things to, yes. to know, which I suppose is definitely something with these kind of podcasts I want to help bring to the world or especially younger people. Yes. Um, so yeah, so digging into that, I guess, business side. So for you, okay, you already got your skill set down and then you got the loan. So what are some of those big things that you'd want somebody entering into the chiropractic world to know about in terms of that kind of being a business owner? Cause Really, okay, yeah, you're doctor of chiropractic, but you're also a business owner, which is a whole another beast in its own. Yes, I would honestly say if I could go back, I wonder if taking a business class would be worth it. Or mm-hmm. having a coach who was maybe not a chiropractor. Because mm-hmm. I've had a lot of coaches in my day. I feel very strongly about a coach. Yeah. Um, you know, in any whatever field you're in, I feel very strongly about a coach. However, I always had chiropractic coaches, and I wonder if having someone more business-oriented would be helpful. So that would be mm. something I would look into, taking a class or – because I never did that. Yeah. I had all anatomy, physiology classes. Mm-hmm. They claimed to have a business class at my chiropractic <laughs> school, and um, it wasn't incredibly helpful, I didn't think. Or it could have been just me, and I was not able to like receive that information very well because I had no idea mm-hmm. – what they were talking about, you know, and they like dick, you know, going on and on about this and that and that. And you can't even like, you don't even mm-hmm. know <laughs> like what they're talking about or how to even process it. Yeah. It just was very like in one year out the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I would say at least for as somebody who study studies business a lot, but I didn't go to school for it, but I follow all the, just a lot of big people that are killing it in business and uh, there's, well, one, it's awesome these days. There's just so many free resources, especially around business. And then I think even even if you did go to school for business, I think it still is just different enough or a lot of, a lot of big companies or people, they actually make, almost make fun of more often than not of people that, oh, yeah, I got my MBA in business. And they're just like, okay, well, what is that really mean compared yeah. to the guy that just spent six years instead actually working in business yes so yeah yes I, yeah i think that it would be a smart thing for a chiropractor to get somebody from the outside that can just you know really come in with a very objective just business mindset right because for you it's i mean it's very very personal business so you're i mean you're gonna really be giving out your energy just trying to take care of your patients and i'm sure yes. it can be hard to do that and really just keep your mind wrapped around the business side of things. Right. And I think it's so important. Um, and of course I learned this the hard way and it took me forever, um, to, to learn the office management side of this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, of course I had to learn a little because I had to train my office managers to do the insurance and the billing and the, all of that. Mm -hmm. But for, uh, you know, a chiropractor coming in or anyone in the health field, 
I think it would be so important to just be incredibly fluent in every position in the office, right? So in our office, we cross-train. Everybody should know, minus the doctor. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. my office manager is not going to be adjusting one day when patients come in or anything like that. But I need to know how to to bill insurance and, you know, Mm -hmm. do a charge entry in the ledger and, you know, all of that. Same with our rehab specialist. And our rehab specialist, for instance, was just out sick, you know, earlier this week. My office manager was doing rehab. You know, she needs to know that stuff too. Mm. So, but I do too. Like, mm-hmm. I need to go back there. I need to, you know, I, I create the plan. So, of course, I know it. But, like, yep. but, you know, to be cross trained on all of those things is so important. So, if you're coming into the healthcare world while you're learning your specialty or your area of focus, if there's any way that you can work, as an office manager somewhere or Mm -hmm. work as a, you know, doing rehab or physical or personal training or something like that. So you can develop good communication skills and you can, you know, learn the ins and outs of billing and insurance and Mm -hmm. verifications and all of that. That's going to be huge for you once you start. Yeah. Because you're, you're becoming a manager and yes, as, as glorious as it, it may be sound to be like, oh, I'll be the manager and whatnot, that somebody who's jumped right into project management out of school, really it's just, most of it's just a lot of paperwork and making sure all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. Yes. And it's, yeah, I think a lot of people don't expect that. It's a lot less kind of glory, or yeah, a lot less yeah. glorious than, you, than you'd expect. Yes, but it's so important. Mm-hmm. So if I could go back you know, maybe in high school, once I figured out that I wanted to be a chiropractor, maybe I should have been trying to work in a chiropractic clinic or mm-hmm. during school I had, and, and it would have been hard. I mean, when you're, a, especially when you're in a doctorate program, it's so hard to like even think about doing anything else when you're just, you're studying and you're in oh, class I'm all sure, day, yeah. clinic all day or whatever. But if, if there's any way that you have the ability or the time to, to do that, you know, in person, you know, real life training mm-hmm. God, would be so beneficial. Yeah. And I, I suggest that for any walk of life because, you right. know, you might jump into college with one thing and if, yeah, if you can get some real experience, then you can really know what it means. Cause you know, I've, I went through, I've gone through like probably four different potential kind of career paths. always stuck around engineering, but like I, I always thought I would be a design engineer like that's why I thought I'd be in high school, going into college. I thought that, and then I had a internship my first summer, and you just sit there forty hours a week, every week, just modeling in SolidWorks. I'm like, okay, I still like three D modeling, but I do not want to just sit there yeah. and do that all day, every day, for the right. till the end of time. So you you be you could be very confident you're gonna like something, and then once you get that real experience, you just kind of get a light switch comes on. You're like, oh, okay. Got to pivot a little here and shift, find something a little different. Right. Thank God you did that internship too. Cause I, I think mm-hmm. about that, you know, like I don't want to go off on a tangent or like, you know, anything like that or ruffle any feathers, but you know, the conversation that I'm going to have with my children will be, you know, school is important to an extent Mm -hmm. but if you want to go out in the real world and work a little bit or if you want to do a trade or if you want to do you know like i think there's huge merit in having a skill and getting out there and getting some real life experience i'm an engineer so obviously i've 
done plenty of schooling and I'm a big advocate for education, but I've definitely come to the type that unless you know exactly what you want to do, like going into college and then yep. I'd even argue, depending on what you want to do, you know, it, it might be worth just, yeah, not going to yes. take, just go work somewhere. I'm a hundred percent on board with you there. Especially, uh, when I, cause I, my, most of my experience is in the construction field and there's a lot of people that are in management positions that never even went to school. Instead, they just, you know, they might've even been just somebody that shoves dirt around all day and now they're project manager or something. Right. And Hey, you can, yeah, you can get to that point even without school and you just avoided that, you know, 100K of debt. Instead, you got paid a couple hundred K in those four years yep. working on stuff. So I'm definitely I'm on that mixed bag of, okay, education, very important. But I don't know that, that yeah, that educational college system's kind of taking a turn in my mind. I if, couldn't agree more. If you want to be an engineer, okay, college definitely makes sense just because of the, the topics and, unfortunately, if you want to become an engineer, you probably just need that, you know, piece of paper for a company to consider you. There's there's ways to work into it, but that, or if you want to be a doctor, but kind of like I was alluding to earlier, if you know you just want to do business, I I personally, sorry people, I, I don't know if a bit, I feel like business degrees like aren't even worth anymore these days because right. you're going to jump out, you're going to start at the bottom of the totem pole, you're not going to be making much money unless maybe you really struck gold and specialized in something whereas you could probably just go work a front desk and work your way in four years work mm -hmm. your way up to that same spot and you're making money that whole time getting the real experience yep. like you're talking about yep so yeah that's i know that's why like i even like hesitated before i said maybe take a business <laughs> class because i'm like ah, i don't even know if that's what i would necessarily want but just some kind of like mm -hmm. help yeah with... something's better than nothing yes Yes. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It'd have to be like the perfect fit, but I'm I'm totally with you on some of the some of the majors and the the degrees that are given out and how much you know what's the debt to income ratio at that point and what mm -hmm. jobs you can find with that yeah. degree. That's, like, is that's it, another does it thing make that, sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, finding jobs is another thing that kind of angers me, confuses me. It's just, and I I think I, I just. Uh, published an episode yesterday with talking with my other friend who's a career coach and how yeah especially these days everybody hears how company companies are desperate for people but as far as I can tell it's still like almost as hard as ever to like get a job at the same time I just I for not the for the life of me cannot understand that no. and I think the example I brought up was uh like my my sister's boyfriend smart engineer can't think of why it'd be hard for him to get a job and yeah I think it took him like a few months to find a job after graduating and I'm just like I don't I don't understand everybody's always talking about how there's a shortage of yeah. people and like in all walks of life and that was my kind of my experience I I had worked my tail off applied to just hundreds of internships to keep that ball rolling and then eventually I the last company I interned for, I ended up just transitioning full-time after school. So that worked out for me, but just with how hard it was to get internships. Yeah. I can't imagine you could have just the perfect like little resume thing and still somehow it's 
really hard just to get noticed out there. Right. I don't, yeah, I don't know. That's. There's a disconnect somewhere. Don't know what it is, but mm -hmm. it's not good. And that's why I'm like, you know, who knows what the world will be like in 15 years, you know, when my kids are getting ready to mm -hmm. do that. But I'm like, we're going to have a serious conversation. Yeah. About... And at least you're kind of, well, you're raising them. You're realizing that now, whereas, you know, a lot of people, it's, I can imagine, I feel like it just really was a lot kind of simpler back in the day. Like, hey, you get a job, and uh, like I was here about back then, you, you know, you could kind of see retirement, so there were like retirement plans, and nowadays that's just like not, like working at a company for 30 years is no longer a guarantee that you're going to be just able to retire and live comfortably right. after that. Or now there's just so much in the world, and there's also... You know, what is it like two or three times as many people literally than when like my parents were my right. age or younger, Right. which just, yeah, it's wild to think about how things have scaled up and just the world's so much more overwhelming, Yes. which it's awesome because now there's so much more opportunity. I mean, you can make money doing anything these days if you put your mind to it. Yeah. But there's also... A million other people trying to do that same thing now that you got to compete with right which might or might not even be a good or bad thing yeah it's just it's crazy mm -hmm. it's crazy i know that's that's why i'm a big fan of podcasts and wanted to start my own because i love business podcasts because you can just you can listen you can get that like right up just insight into an industry which is a big yeah goal of mine just to be able to kind of get into what does it look like being a chiropractor a pt a insurance agent, realtor, right? You know, going down that list in our group. Right. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. So what are, what are some of those big really getting in? Yeah. So you're talking about having kind of managing like the paperwork side and managing people. What are, what are some other things that really, I don't know what, when you became like a running a, a business owner, some mm -hmm. of those just, I don't know, major things maybe you didn't see coming or Challenges. Things you want people to know yes, about. Yes, um, And this is something that I knew would be difficult and challenging. I did not know how – I mean, I didn't understand the gravity of the situation. Mm -hmm. But marketing. Mm, yeah. So that's a huge part of it too. So, of course, I have my office hours, right? And this mm -hmm. is where the whole like, okay, I want somebody else in here as well to help with some of the – patient care and things because being a business owner as you already know you don't mm -hmm. clock in and clock out yep you don't show up at 8 a.m and then go home at 5 30 and that's it very rarely especially when you're um when you're the business owner when you're starting a business so marketing so the whole first year i was at you know i joined two chambers mm. i joined bni i was networking several nights a week I was doing mm -hmm. running events on the weekend or like craft shows I would do anything that anybody would let me do I would mm -hmm. put a booth up and I would you know try to find patients that way because they don't walk in the door yeah. right yeah, <laughs> and it's... so that's a huge part like you have to be mentally ready for that mm -hmm. and I was at, you know, at the time, I think it'd be very difficult. I always felt bad for like people with kids or people who already had a family or another job mm -hmm. or something that 
you know, they weren't able to do that all the time. But that's, it's such a commitment when you're starting, you're an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. starting a business, doing whatever. It is not a 30 to 40 hour week, right? And so that's yeah. what kind of, I always have to bite my tongue strongly when a patient gets mad when I don't have Friday hours or I have a two hour lunch break or I have this or that. I'm like, well, if you think I'm just twiddling my thumbs or taking a nap or doing Mm -hmm. something like that, I'm not. Like it's usually, okay, that's the time I answer emails. Might be catching up on paperwork. I might be doing a stress break massage somewhere or doing some kind of marketing or networking. I have a Mm -hmm. chamber luncheon I'm at. Um, You know, like... All of those things, and mm-hmm. they're there. It's it's challenging, you know. Sometimes I would. There's a lot of other things I'd rather be doing, but yeah, for sure. You just have to be mentally prepared for that too. Mm-hmm. Um, not and to that's mention how being a leader and building a team is that key to being yes. able free to free you up to work on the business or just to have a little flexibility in there. Yes. Yeah. Being able to identify tests that you can pawn off and yes. And, you know, being the face of the clinic and doing all those things I just mentioned is only mm-hmm. half the marketing, right? All right, then there's the social media side. Yeah. So then, you know, you got to not only – I'm totally technology illiterate. Like, I don't mm-hmm. – like, I'm not – I don't know anything. So to find the time to either have someone show you how to do something or learn about it yourself mm-hmm. – um, you know, to, to post a video or make a reel on Instagram or do a TikTok video and you got all the, you yeah. know, the verbiage on there and you, you know, like, I'm like, I don't, this is going to take me an hour to do one yeah. post because I it, don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, it is wild. Like, that's <laughs> something I've been lacking. I need to get more into, but it is wild how just one little thing can take a pretty good chunk of time. Yeah. And I'm sure it's something that you get better at and it goes faster and it makes a lot of sense now why people can make a lot of money doing that for others. Yes. But, um, yeah. And then that's another thing that, again, there's just a lot of awesome free content even out there. Like, if you really want to dig in, okay, maybe hire somebody or get a consultant. But that's, you know, I'm sure there's marketing classes you could take. But Mm -hmm. that's something that if you just get yourself to take the time, there's so much good just free content, books, and that's just uh, like one of my personal core values is mimic success and learn from failure. And that's a reminder for me to, okay, if somebody's doing what I want to do and they're really good at it and succeeding, just just go do what they did. Yes. And there's so many people that have killed it and then they wrote a book or made a course or something. And that's part of another reason why I think college is kind of becoming obsolete because, yeah, you could spend four years and just, what do they call, say, uh inch deep and a mile wide or you could go pay three four grand which sounds really intimidating but you're gonna pay three to four grand for somebody that's made millions of dollars doing exactly what you want to do and they just cut straight to the chase and tell you hey do this 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 and you can kill it and boom okay yeah you you just dropped three four grand for a eight week course that sounds kind of ridiculous but if you capitalize on it you turn into way more than that and save yourself time and money otherwise. That's where the whole business owner mindset comes in, right? You have mm-hmm. to look at that return on investment. Like, do you want to take the time to learn that stuff on your own, which is great, putting the money towards it and, you know, getting that big return on investment? Or are you going to put that into something else mm-hmm. and, you know, pay somebody else to do that? Like, that that's the hard part. And that's where you have to really, like, do you have the financial ability to do that or do you? 
are you just stuck doing that on your own? I mean, like you have to learn it yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to figure it out and do it. Or do you get to pay someone to do it? So, you know, going back to like even starting a business, you got to think about, you got to think about money a little bit too, right? Yeah. Like how much do you have in the bank? Are you able to work at all while you're gaining your specialty or knowledge or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, do you have family or a significant other that can help financially back you or whatever? You just have to figure out, um, you know, if you have that support. Because if you don't, then you better be busting your butt getting those free resources and those classes and everything else mm-hmm. to learn how to do all those things on your own. Yeah. So that's the hard part, you know, like where do you put your time and your money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's where sure. you have to become very clear on before you start a business. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, just to your point, it's, yeah, there's, you just have to do a lot of, a lot of thinking and gathering on what your best return on investment would be, mm-hmm. whether that be time or money. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That is always the, always the balance, time and money. The older, yeah. the older you get, the more time begins to have a value to it. And then you also just, you need money. <laughs> Yes. The fact of the world, uh, always people like to demonize it, but you need money and money can, if, you, if you're a good person, money can do awesome things or, you know, that's what's going to build your family, the, the life you want for them. Right. And whatnot. <clears throat> right. Uh, so maybe back to chiropractic side of things. What are, what are some things you just, you'd want people to know that say, say they're like me and maybe they just don't know much about it or uh, some specific things that you want more people to know you could help with? Yes. Um, I think the big thing people recognize chiropractic for is the headaches, neck pain, pain between the shoulder blades, low back pain, mm-hmm. sciatica, probably top five things people come in for. Uh, and I love to work on that. And I'm good at helping people with that. But there's so many other things chiropractic can help with too lowering anxiety, stress, immunity, um, your, your extremities. We had talked about, you know, at BNI the other day, like it's, I love working on people's hands and feet, ankles, Mm. knees, elbows, you know, all those things. People don't even think about chiropractic for those things. Um, and it's, it's so helpful getting all of those adjusted anywhere. There's a joint or bone in the body. A chiropractor can typically adjust, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're having an issue with those things, it's, it's sure, helpful to have a chiropractor take a look you can go to your primary care provider and get ibuprofen or some kind of like muscle relaxer or some kind mm-hmm. of pain reliever but we so, know that that doesn't uh, it's help called band-aid solutions exactly kinda, yeah yep and so chiropractic is just another one much like you know you and mary beth had talked about um with her pt podcast mm-hmm. episode it's it's not it's it's worth preventing and it's worth getting to the core of the problem the mm-hmm. root of the problem and fixing that and i think more and more people are seeing that mm-hmm. but they just may not know that chiropractic is an avenue for that um physical therapy is very much embraced by you know the medical community chiropractic not so much so mm-hmm. It's really letting people know that, hey, this is another, you know, avenue that you can take for um, wellness care, preventive care, um, a holistic approach to your problem. Mm -hmm. So anything, you know, along those lines, it's not just always pain 
and inflammation. That's a big one that we treat and we're, and we're very good at it, but there's so many other things that chiropractic can help with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. that, so what are some of those other kind of holistic approach things you guys help with? I know yep. every week it sounds like there's something, you know, something new you're kind of able to bring up. You said you have a rehab specialist. Yeah. So we do a lot of stretches and exercises in here and that mm-hmm. helps, I mean, so much in combination <clears throat> with the chiropractic adjustment. We have the acupuncture too that helps with all of those underlying issues. And those mm-hmm. underlying issues, like I mentioned earlier, would be things like um, infertility and sleep and anxiety and um, constipation. And mm-hmm. you know, chiropractic helps a ton with constipation, which is why I see a lot of kids. They come in, they you know they might not be able to have a bowel movement. Interesting. Um, yep. They might not be sleeping very well, so their parents will bring them in. Uh, they have chronic ear infections. That's another reason why parents bring kiddos in. Mm. Their latch is not sufficient. Um, you know, when baby mm. is born, sometimes there's birthing trauma, there's muscle tension, they're out of alignment in their upper cervical spine. That's another thing that mm. chiropractic can help with, and usually their latch will be so much better after an adjustment. Sometimes it's a range of motion issue. I don't know if you've ever heard of torticollis. Mm-mm. Sometimes that can happen. Sometimes from birthing trauma, it can be from another trauma. It's where your SCM, this muscle right here, it will tighten up and the baby will constantly be looking like this. So now imagine if this baby is going to nurse this way, how that might, mm. you know what I mean? So yep. I'm sorry for an, anyone <laughs> listening. You know, if my head is constantly turned to the right and I'm trying to nurse to my left, you can see how that would be very difficult for a baby to do. Yeah. So. Um, and you know, when we're talking about a baby, we're, we're talking about, you know, a a time of your life where all you should, all you really need to do is eat, sleep and poop. Like, Mm -hmm. and you can't turn your head, like you're not gonna be able to eat very well. And that's like basic survival need right now. Right. So Mm -hmm. we have to get your range of motion back. We have to get you moving well, um, so that you can eat well, you can sleep, you can, you can go to the bathroom, you can do all those things. So Mm -hmm. that's one thing I want people to know about because I think there's a especially our children like there's so many issues going on with with children right now and you know behavior issues and you know mm-hmm. s- issues in school learning disabilities things yeah. like that and they're yeah that just mind body connection people yes. still underestimate you know if there's there's probably maybe there's some physical aspect that's off and that yeah that can directly mess with you mentally Yes. I mean, yeah. even for me, like when I was working a really intense job, like 60 to 70 hours a week, just surrounded by junk food all the time, I'd put on weight. Like I'm, most people would say I'm a very nice person, but I, even I got to the point that I was like, just an angry person, like just, you, you can tell and just switching, you know, like I was maybe working out once a week, which if you know me, that's very abnormal for me so just have yeah that physical difference just completely changed me in a way mentally to somebody that i not normally am at all right right <clears throat> well it's it like you said it's important and you know especially i i think with one of my big life missions is just going to be like helping these children because not only do they need to know about how to calm the nervous system down if they're constantly mm-hmm. in that fight or flight and they got to go sit cooped up in a classroom all day long and then they're told that they're a horrible child or they have bad behavior and mm-hmm. things like that well let's calm the nervous system down let's get them more into that rest and digest that parasympathetic you know phase 
and then let's not feed them Pop-Tarts every morning before they go to school. Let's get them something healthy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a whole it's yeah, a whole diet life. goes so far too. Yes. I know, yes. like just learning about like microbiome in your gut and stuff and how that just influences everything. Yes. That's just yeah, a lot of mind-blowing how everything's connected. Yes. And that's where chiropractic can really help. You know, like mm-hmm. we can help with that nutrition side, we can help with calming the nervous system down. We can help with all of that so that, you know, the kids go to school, they can well, I've got I've got a problem with them sitting in a classroom all day long. But like, mm-hmm. you know what? If that's what they have to do, they probably can handle that. Mm-hmm. If they're, you know, they're feeling good, their nervous system is calm, they're getting good food and nutrition at home. Mm-hmm. They're set up for success at that point and not failure. Like I feel like so many of our kids are these days. Yeah, yeah, so. I definitely agree. Uh, so I know we're getting a little short on time, but I, I did remember one uh, business question I wanted to ask. So yeah, so you started your own practice. Like this, this is your business, but Health Source itself is kind of mm-hmm. like a that's like an already established brand. I don't know what you yeah, call it. Yeah, franchise. Franchise. Yep. Okay. So you, so that primary like loan money, so you buy into a franchise. Yes. And then, like I said, you put in all the work. It's up to you for it to succeed. But uh, so what does that allow you? So I'm assuming you can kind of jump in. They have a lot of just that like kind of back end infrastructure is already ready to go for you. Yes. Is that kind of the primary benefit for? The primary benefit is definitely the support that they can provide with mm-hmm. that, right? I mean, you pay a lot for it, yeah. but it's And like that. you said, uh, that's not the stuff they teach you in school. Exactly. So, so what we get from, from HealthSource, we get marketing tools. Mm-hmm. So we get marketing kits sent to us every quarter. We've got a new promotion. They help with some social media stuff. They develop all our posters. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big part of it. We have a, like a lawyer, compliance officer on staff. Mm-hmm. Anytime we need to talk to them about that, like... That's yeah. incredibly beneficial. We've got coaching all year long um, that helps us, you know, with the business model. We've got all the training. We have a whole online training portal with training on every position in the office. Um, there's just there's just a lot of support that comes with it from like that business side that you don't yeah. get. You don't get a lot of. So it that, should be a plug, a plug and play ish. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can still have yep. the office of your dreams. You can still treat, like who you want to treat, how you want to treat them, mm-hmm. things like that. But as far as the patient flow, the training, the compliance, yeah. uh, the branding, and the marketing, a lot of that. I'm not gonna say all of it. You still have to put in a lot of work, but mm-hmm. a lot of it is right there for you at your yeah. fingertips. Nice. So you can you don't have to get the moment, or you can kind of. It's a lot easier to build that momentum and sustain it. Yes. You know, you're not sitting there just shoving on a really heavy object right off the or bat. Or reinventing the wheel. Mm-hmm. Like why, when someone else has done this. Yep. Like why do I have to sit here and try to recreate it? <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. have time for that. <laughs> like, just... Yeah. So is that is that a pretty typical path for chiropractors or working no. under? Okay. Uh. Typically, do you go work for somebody else as like the associate role and then build up or? Well, I'm not, I don't know. You know, back when I graduated, it was probably, I don't know, 70% maybe people went to associate and like, mm. I don't know, that that 
that number is probably off. But I felt like there was a lot more that went to associate than to start their own. Mm -hmm. And I think nowadays there might be more people that are starting their own than are associating. Um, As far as going the, like, franchise route, I would say an actual franchise, probably not. Because HealthSource is one of, like, the only chiropractic franchise. I shouldn't say the only. There's the Mm -hmm. joint. The joint and HealthSource are about the only franchises. Oh, okay. Um, but there are a lot of management companies out there who basically do a very similar thing to HealthSource, but you're not going, you're going to call your business whatever you want to call it. There's no branding. They're not going Hmm. to, I did that prior to HealthSource. Um, so basically they just provide a coach Mm -hmm. and some training material, but they're not going to help you with your quarterly promotions and your marketing and your branding and your social mm-hmm. media and your, uh, they might have a compliance person on staff, but, um, I feel like what you get from, from the franchise is more beneficial, but you pay more for it too. Yeah. <laughs> so, makes sense. So yeah. It's an investment, but I can yes. definitely see how yep. it can pay off just partially just on the life side of things. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> Awesome. Well, we can wrap it up here, red carpet time. So anybody who's listening and thinks, hey, Dr. Liz could help me with some of my problems, uh, how can they get in touch with you, um, set up an appointment, get to know more about your business? Yes. So you can schedule online. We have a really good online scheduling system that patients really seem to like, and you can do that as a new patient or an existing patient. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on um Facebook, and then, of course, email and phone number. Do you want me to give out my phone number and email? Yeah, whatever you, sure. so, whatever you want people to know. Yes, so phone is 515-987-9574, and then a good email. Um, I'll give you my personal one, which is eswears, E-S-W-E-E-R-S, at healthsourcechiro.com. So, yeah, would love to hear from anybody, love to help. We do. We can do free consultations as well, so... Mm-hmm. Um, just basically giving a very thorough examination and letting you know if we can help you because that's what that first visit is all about. Let you know if I can help you, I'll tell you that. If I don't think I can help you, I'll tell you that too. So awesome. <laughs> yep. Definitely suggest anybody haven't been myself, but know lots of people that have and only heard great things. So appreciate the time today. Glad well, we could do you. this. This yeah, was fun. fun. I always love digging into how a new, a different kind of business is run. So I was excited to. Yeah, learn more about how, how you got into this and hopefully somebody maybe considering chiropractic is listening and this gives them uh, maybe that yay or nay decision on whether or not <laughs> it sounds. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. If you, want, if you want to have your own business and help people, it sounds like a, a fun industry to be in. It can definitely Absolutely. be a lot of work, but definitely yes. be, be very rewarding. You know, if you can help a patient, help that kid be able to focus more or Mother yes. about to have a baby, have a just smoother transition into motherhood. Absolutely. I see, that'd be a very rewarding career path. Yes. Awesome. Well, appreciate it again for the time and uh, look forward to following along. Hopefully some people will reach out to you. All right, that wraps it up for today's episode of the Shale Solutions podcast. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I think I, we definitely hit on a lot of awesome topics I really enjoyed talking to Dr. Liz today. If you think she could help you in some way, shape, or form, definitely look her up. I've heard lots of great things about her. She's definitely very thorough with how she 
goes about taking care of her patients and digging into what the best solutions are for them. So go definitely go check out Health Source of Clive. And if you want to learn more about me or my business, you can look me up, Austin Shadel or Shadel Solutions, on LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening today, and I look forward to sharing the next episode. <laughs>